Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,474. Basically, everything that you see around you has started as a dream. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I am revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest, Kuhn van Ham, who's calling in from the Netherlands. Kuhn van Ham is the co-founder of Lightyear and is responsible for their design. Lightyear is a Dutch technology company committed to its vision of making EV mobility scalable through the grid-independent solar car delivering optimal performance. Most recently, they designed and validated an unprecedented performance in their five-seater Lightyear One, setting a new world record for the most aerodynamic car. After studying industrial design, Kuhn joined the first solar team, Eindhoven, because of his fascination of more sustainable mobility. His main task falls in the domain of user experience and aesthetics. In his view, these are two essential elements to get the new technologies adopted by a widespread audience. By working at Lightyear, Kuhn believes his contributions to the world will have a positive impact in a variety of ways. I can't wait to talk with you. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our valued sponsors. Winter's here and things can get a little messy. Rain, snow, salt, mud, dirt, and everything Mother Nature comes up with can hurt the finishes of your vehicles, both inside and out. I'm not worried, though, because I've used Covercraft car covers on my rides since 1975. Today, Covercraft offers you a total solution to vehicle protection. They make the best-fitting, finest-made car covers in the world and offer a wide variety of materials, colors, and options that protect your paint and the interior, too. Live where it's sunny all the time? Lucky! Covercraft dash covers and sunscreens are the best. Got pets? Messy kids? Messy in-laws? Or just messy friends? Covercraft seat covers are the perfect fit and the perfect solution for keeping your seats looking new and don't forget their custom fit floor mats and trunk liners they are a must-have for all your vehicles your cars truck van or whatever you drive will say thank you and i've got a deal for you during january 2020 you can get 10 percent off plus free shipping on all covercraft products that's right go to covercraft.com and use the code yeah 120 that's y-e-a-h 120 at checkout that's covercraft.com and use the code yeah 120 at checkout hey cars yeah race fans Andy Collins, owner of Armadillo Racing, is a past guest here on Cars Yeah. Last year, I was honored to be a speaker at his high-performance racing seminar. And having attended, I can tell you it's an invaluable learning experience if you love to race. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Armadillo's high-performance racing seminars, and it takes place Saturday, February 8th in Tacoma, Washington. For your seminar fee, you'll spend a day with four of racing's premier professionals on how to improve your driving and much, much more. This year's outstanding speaker lineup include Jacques Delari, PhD, world-renowned high-performance driving and life coach, Jeff Braun, a race engineer with a history at Core Racing and IMSA, Ross Bentley, top driving coach, author of world-renowned Speed Secrets and a fellow podcaster, and Dan Davis, retired director of motorsports, 
for Ford Motor Company. All of these incredible racing experts are past guests here on Cars Yeah. As an added bonus for Cars Yeah listeners, you'll get to join these speakers at the Friday night reception at the incredible LeMay Car Museum for free. That's right. It's a $50 value if you sign up by January 15th. What a deal. Go to Armadillo Racing's website and register. That's armadilloracing.com. Hello, Kuhn, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yeah, I'm 100% excited. All right, here we go. Could you start by telling our listeners just a little bit about you, your background, and the design business, and this company that you co-founded? Yeah, definitely. So I studied industrial design after discovering that I'm a tech guy, but also a really creative guy. So I found that this would be the perfect combination of both worlds. And then uh, within my studies, I joined the uh, solar team Eindhoven. Like you said, that one made me really aware of automotive and uh, vehicles in itself. So during an, a later internship, I, I joined two scooter companies, which I also worked at after my graduation. From there, I started to do a bit of uh, freelance uh, designing, but also uh, interactive installations, interactive apps, uh, some websites. And then finally, I, I uh, came down with a couple of my previous solar team members, and we uh, we decided that we could bring the world so much more if we would combine our skills and, and, and take on a new adventure. And that's why we started Lightyear. You know, you're a very young guy, and the picture you guys sent me of you and your team looked like a really young group of people, <laughs> which is really exciting because, uh, you know, I'm on the other side of the fence. I'm much older than you. I could probably be your dad. And uh, I think it's great what young people are doing these days and how they're bringing this new technology. But the more interesting thing for me, because I grew up in a a home where my father was an architect and an artist, is the design aspect of the vehicles. Because for me, if you get out of a vehicle and you walk away and you don't look back at least once, you're driving a really boring vehicle. And for me, it's important to have something that you love to look at, but also is very functional. So we're going to learn a lot more about that. But first, I want you to share our listeners maybe one little thing that most people don't know about you. Yeah, that, that's a good one to ask. I thought of it, and, and I think some people do know what I'm about to go, to go saying. But as a, as a designer, I really love to program. For me, programming uh, is really a tool and an asset, and I think especially handy in the uh, modern world to automate mm-hmm. things and also to... Uh, but especially to create interactive uh, experience that, that people uh, really see as uh, finalized uh, products. That's, that's, yeah. that's more or less a secret weapon I, I often use. <laughs> Your secret superpower. <laughs> well, I, yeah. think, I think that's pretty neat because most designers, you know, we've got people that are left brain, right brain, and they kind of lean on each side of that much more heavily. But the fact that you're using your whole brain capacity Tell me how I can do that, Kuhn. I want to figure out how to do that. <laughs> start young. Uh, I think start it's very young. Start, oh, well, I, I'm already late to the gate here. I, you got to have a little better advice from me but, but than anyway, that. Otherwise, any, anyway, start. So, yeah, just start. <laughs> yeah, start. And I think everyone yeah. can be a programmer. I think we should uh, also see it that way, that, that it should become a skill like, like cooking, um, because yes. we really need people to, to be able to program and be able to, to feel uh, comfortable, I think, in a world that is is moving in a direction where everything is automated and, and um, robotics are taking a very big part of that world. Absolutely. You know, this past Christmas, I was fortunate enough to have both my children here with me. And 
uh, their significant others and spouse. And they were talking about that because my son, who's 26, he works for Google. Uh, my daughter works for a retail business and her husband works for a tech business. And they were saying that if you don't know how to do at least some coding or understand the elements of it, really hard to get any kind of career that's significant these days. And I found that very fascinating. And of course, then I felt like an old guy kind of left down the side of the ditch. So, uh, but I did read a book a years ago that was titled How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. And it was very fascinating on how to retrain your brain. And I just had a guest on the show, Jacques Delaire, who's a performance coach, who's written a book called Performance Thinking that teaches you to teach your brain how to think differently. So I think this dog sitting here on the side of the mic has a few tricks left. So I'm going to get to work on maybe, maybe I did do a little coding when I built my website. I kind of learned that world. It's a crazy world. You guys live in a whole nother element, but that's a talk for another yeah. time. As we continue down your journey, I would like you to share a mantra or some kind of a success quote, some kind of saying that has great meaning for you. It's a nice way to get those inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So Kuhn, take the wheel. I thought about this, um, and I think it's it's more a combination and maybe even more a stance of life. What's happening in the world sometimes can be quite overwhelming you, and sometimes it's it's hard to know where to start. And uh, a friend of mine told me that he, he read in a book, uh, The Key Master System, which is quite an interesting book, maybe not for everybody, but it's a bit philosophical, that basically everything that you see around you has started as a dream. So everything that you see, buildings, but also cars, even uh, the way uh, plans are ordered, everything started as an idea in someone's head and from there has been made. So combining that with a thing Jobs often said is that um, everything around you has been created by someone who is dumber than you. Uh, that makes your <laughs> possibilities limitless, right? Because well, it's, it's basically up to your imagination what you what you uh, uh, will be able to put into this world. Um, so I yeah. think that's a very powerful mantra and a powerful way of, of starting your day and not be frightened by the, the challenges ahead of you. It's a wonderful. I literally have goosebumps when you say that. And the reason for that is it reminds me of my late father in one way. He was a creative guy. He was an artist and an architect and a designer. And he said many of those same words to me many times growing up. He would always point things out and say, somebody had to create that. Somebody came up with, there was a starting point. It didn't just appear. And we kind of know that, but lots of times we use these devices. And you mentioned jobs. I'm sitting here in front of my brand new Apple 11 Pro iPhone, which is just an incredible device. And my new Apple computer and the microphone I'm talking into and the, the beautiful glass of water sitting here. Somebody had to create all these things. And to use the terms of uh, or words of our Seattle Seahawks, sadly, we're out of the playoffs now, but Russell Wilson, why not me? Mm -hmm. yeah. Why can't I be the one doing that? So, uh, ah, what a great way to go through life. I think it's great. Well, tell us what has you very excited about Lightyear, because uh, I mentioned at the beginning about Lightyear 1, mm -hmm. this new vehicle you've created. I'm going to put links to a video about the vehicle your wind tunnel, and also people can go to your website and see this vehicle. It's very intriguing to me. There's a lot of interesting elements to it. I look at the front hood and I go, okay, are those some kind of solar panels? What's going on here? So tell our listeners about Lightyear. Yeah, so um, we have been around for three years now. We have presented our first car. So this was, was really 
really a, a combination of, of uh, system thinking and, and engineers trying to, to crack how we can get this vehicle more efficient in combination with design. How can we make people want to have this car? So how can we adopt them perfectly in their life? The price point for a startup for a low volume car has, has always been a bit a bit tricky in order to... Uh, oh, gosh. Can't imagine. In, in order to get the car, the car out there and especially in order to, to tell the story of what we believe kind of impact this, this uh, solar vehicle can make. So I'm really thrilled to announce that as of today, we are investigating how we can prepare the technology in such a way we can scale up to more high volumes investigating this this whole strategy which i have been included with the strategy team of lightyear last month is that the moment you start to do this things really starting to make sense so in in a more exclusive vehicle it's it's very nice to to have this technology available and it becomes a very exclusive and a very almost art art object but if you scale up the technology then the the usability that uh, the solar brings to you and uh, the advantages of having a more efficient powertrain into your car, meaning you have more range, you have a smaller battery, you can drive further, you can uh, bring the cost down, you have lower charging times, and you even improve the sustainability of the versions. Those are basically the, the four biggest problems of what uh, customers currently are saying about EV. So our technology is really on the point that we that we can support the mass adoption of electric vehicles and i think we can bridge the gap between what evs currently are and what ices currently uh, have and and that makes me really exciting for the future of lightyear yeah it's it's fascinating and uh being where i am in life having grown up in the 60s and 70s where there were muscle cars and of course the 70s we started having gas issues and gas crisis and of course pollution issues I lived in Southern California, and I can just remember those days of horrible air quality and so forth. And then where we've come up to today with much, much more clean vehicles and then uh, EV vehicles and uh, cars that can drive themselves. I mean, it's moving so fast right now. It's mind-boggling. But I think it's great because I'm starting to see more people accept the concept. I was just at a Porsche Club banquet uh, for the 60th anniversary. I was a keynote speaker there. And one of the Porsche Club members just picked up his new Taycan and drove it and parked it in front of the event. And to go out and sit in that car and look at that car and have the combination of the beautiful design and the electric vehicle side and the power side, I mean, all the pieces are starting to come together. Have you found that in your industry, are other manufacturers, are, is there a lot of collaboration or is there a lot of kind of siloed where I don't look at what I'm doing, I don't want you to figure out that I figured this out. Is there some collaboration going on? Well, not not really between manufacturers, no. But um, I think the, the the industry is not that big itself. So contractors are often working for for different uh, parties. Um, so in, in that way, the, a lot of knowledge eventually uh, is shared because it's also knowledge that evolves in in people's heads. But there could be more. There could be more integration. I I believe between between these also to to make things uh, speed up a bit. When did you decide that what you're doing is what you wanted to do for your career? Well, it, it was a bit hard uh, for me because my studies is, is basically oriented on creating and designing products that, that the industry doesn't yet know of and that customers doesn't net 
yet know they, they want. So it's a bit far-fetched. They often say we mm-hmm. are educating you for 10 years after instead from the moment you graduate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, that also uh, moved me uh, a bit into investigating whether I could start from my own because then you, you have the lead in your own hands and it's about your imagination what, what people will make accept. So, and and that, that worked out uh, very good. Otherwise, I would have worked for a, yeah, maybe for a more regular company and I would have created what they would know today instead of, of being able to really push the boundaries uh, within your domain. My domain is interaction design. And I think nowadays automotive really needs young, bright minds pushing the user experience of, of vehicles to a new level because what we have seen for the for the past 50 years is hasn't been innovating at all and i think doesn't uh, connect anymore to the to the to the users of the car so i think yeah that's that's really a direction we we can make a a dent i think it's fascinating my son uh studied design interactive design um, and industrial design at risd and he's uh, a person his focus in his career is user interface and how the user uses what the back end is creating those programmers and so forth and i find it fascinating he'll sometimes send me things to say hey take a look at this what do you do when you see this and um he goes because you know we're trying to bring you older folks into the fold here so that you can use all this technology i don't know whether to thank him or go hey kid uh you know (laughs) i can take you out i created you but uh, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. I think it's but absolutely that's incredible. Exact, exactly the, the task, right, of the of the interface designer. So it's it's not about and and often people forget that that it's not about the technology that we are inventing. It's about creating meaning out of that technology. So it's it's up to the designer to select the right technologies in in the product that the value that's being created by this product really makes sense and that it is not just uh, a gadget with because of it it's possible. And you see that also a lot from when new programs, for example, are uh, invented, that suddenly everybody starts using this technology because it's just possible. And everybody starts to put in word, word art into their documents just because it's possible or, or starts using shadows because their graphic uh, design uh, software, is, it's just possible to, to make the shadows. But um, I think designing is really about asking the why and asking why do we inter- great technology and does it really make a difference for the user and is the user also the older user able to to use this in the right way right i have so many friends who've bought brand new cars for their friends that are in my age bracket that have bought cars for their spouses and i'm not going to pick on women here because that'll just get me in trouble and i highly respect women my wife is an engineer she's way smarter than i am but lots of times the first things i'll say or they'll say after I say, how do you like your new car? Oh, it's great, but I haven't figured out how to use all this stuff yet. Exactly. It's so complicated. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, which is a shame because yeah. once you figure that out, oh my gosh, the world is at your fingertips and it's so cool. And and yeah. I, I truly do believe younger people are much more likely to just start poking things and buttons and go, oh, what does this do? They're not worried about breaking things. I'm worried about breaking something when I start just fiddling about and therefore, what do I do? I back off and I don't. Luckily, there's YouTube. I can go and watch a lot of things yeah, yeah. and learn, uh, which is great. And I certainly have learned a lot of things there. Uh, absolutely. Let's take a short break. Thank our sponsors. And we'll be right back. Edelbrock has been the name in automotive performance since 1938. Edelbrock designs and builds thousands 
of the finest automotive performance products right here in the USA for both street and track. From their AVS2 carburetors to V6 superchargers, if it's more power you crave, Edelbrock delivers. Let's talk superchargers. Whether it's an application-specific system or a universal fit, their precision-made assemblies come in multiple stages for a wide variety of makes and models. Their V6 superchargers are dyno-tested and ensure the perfect fit and maximum horsepower torque plus added boost. You'll get huge power gains. I mean huge power gains. Quality construction you can trust and backed by decades of knowledge, Edelbrock is a brand that provides you with proven performance. And I've got a deal for you. This January 2020, you can get 10% off, 10% off if you use the code CARSYEAH at checkout. Just go to edelbrock.com and use CARSYEAH, all one word, at checkout and get 10% off. Tell them Mark at CARSYEAH sent you. That's edelbrock.com, checkout code CARSYEAH for your 10% off. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. You take care of your cars. But who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. All right, Kuhn, we are back, and I want to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge you faced, maybe even a big failure. You're still a young guy, but you're working in a field that is fraught with challenge, for sure. Walk us through a specific event that really kind of put you back on your heels a little bit, but more importantly, what was the learning process once you came out of that, and how did you move forward in a positive way? Yeah, I, I think uh, there are, of course, more more events into uh, that, that have been more difficult or, or a bit less difficult. But I think one event that, that really um, has kept with me was the, the moment I, I just graduated. 
And I re- was really eager for a new next big thing project because of the, the solar team. It, it provides you so much energy from all over the world. You you go, you first win uh, the World Solar Challenge in Australia, and then um, you, you fly with this car to, to multiple countries, to, to Singapore, to China, to everywhere to show it to, to people. Um, and you get a bit addicted to this to this kind of vibe that you that you really do make an impact into the world. So I was really eager to start a new project, and I found a new project I thought of that that really would go very fast. Excite you? Ex- excited <laughs> yeah. me exactly. But a, a couple of weeks into the project, or a couple of months into the project, I, I really uh, I lost my creativity and I lost my uh, my ability to cooperate or to to start and to start to creating and. I really had to find out that that sometimes cooperation with with others just doesn't work, and that that you have to stand for for who you are and how how do you like to cooperate with others in order to to get the best out of the project, and that that you have to have a shared culture on on how you want to achieve that, and that sometimes people just have another view on this, and then it's not bad to say that uh, those people don't fit in. But that's, of course, very hard, especially for young people like me. And you have to learn this stuff. So luckily, I, I had this, this lesson already before I started Lightyear. And I was or we were able to apply this lesson also within Lightyear. Yeah, it's important to know when you're not in the right place and to admit it. And I think for many people, it is a bit of, well, I'm a failure. I, I don't fit in here. I don't work here well. And People don't want to, you know, some people don't want to give up. And sometimes it's not giving up, it's changing course. Yeah, learning more about where you know you should be uh, versus where another group of people are. And of course, teamwork is so important, especially in the collaboration that has evolved the kind of things, the technology that you're doing. You cannot do all this by yourself. It's absolutely impossible. It's just uh, amazing. But uh, another fascinating story. Thank you for sharing that. Have you always had a, a lifelong passion for automobiles? No, not not really. So I'm I'm also uh, when people ask me, "Are you really an automotive guy?" I I say no. I don't think I really am. But I have some history with bicycles or with bikes, so to say. I don't know the right translation in English, but I think those are bikes. So the electric electric versions, um, but also the the gasoline version. So I had a zoomed up myself. I bought it with uh, with some money I generated uh, with uh, selling websites. So that was kind of excited when I was 16. And then two years later, I built an electric version of this bike uh, myself for a school project. And from that moment, I really knew that that I was into mobility, especially electric mobility. So that that did start or that did spark a bit automotive guy in me. Yeah. Very, very cool. You know, it's fun. I was visiting a friend of mine this past summer, a lifelong friend. We were in grade school together. He got me into motorcycles when we were kids. We did a lot of dirt bike riding. We'd go down to Mexico and ride up and down the beach or go out to the desert and so forth. Kind of got me into bikes, which was fun. And he's uh, my age now and he's retired and he wanted to get back into bikes. So he rides motorcycles, but he found these, he loves mountain biking and he does it with his brother. And they found these mountain bikes that have electric motors in them. And I don't recall the brand, but he let me ride one, and it was absolutely amazing because you're riding along, and then all of a sudden you just twist the throttle, and that electric motor comes in, and he said it really helps when they get to really steep hills. He goes, look, you know, I'm in my mid-60s. My brother's almost 70. You know, we're, we're a little older. It's a little harder to go up those steep hills, and it just provides, you keep pedaling, but it provides that extra boost. 
kind of get over the hill. I found it really, really cool. And not so much for just the fact that it can propel you along and you can sit back, but yeah. it's it helps you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Move along. It was a fascinating bike. Yeah, he said it's fun to watch people's expressions. Younger people who are out on the trails and they're trying to struggle to get up a hill and you go flying by them and they have no idea that you have electric power under there. They just look at you like you're Superman. So yeah. he said it's it's worth the uh the expression, but very, very fun. Yeah. Here's a bit of an introspective question. I like to like I like to like, I like to ask creative people this question because it was proposed to me by a artist way, way back. Um, when I started this show, if you woke up tomorrow, Kund, and you were manifested as a vehicle, you woke up as a vehicle, bike, car, whatever, what would you be and why? And it's not what you want to be. It's how you perceive yourself as a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would either be a Lightyear One or uh, uh, the new concept car of Peugeot, the Legend E. And I think it depends. Uh-huh. It depends a bit on maybe the, the the context I'm in. Ah, very interesting. Well, I kind of see that, especially knowing you now and what you're involved in. It's got to have some uh, e power for sure. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. it's but it's got to be very creative in design. When you think about, or when I think about Peugeot uh, as being a very different kind of company from the design aspects, and even going back to some very very old vintage Peugeots I've seen on the lawn at Pebble Beach and elsewhere. Absolutely stunning designs. Very, very beautiful cars. And of course, the Lightyear one is a stunning design. Very beautiful car. So uh, there you go. I can see that. And of course, the, the timelessness of design. So the authenticity it, uh, it expresses. I think that's, that's a very important characteristic. Uh, and we could have more of on the road, uh, to be honest. Well, absolutely. You know, that's another thing that, and we could talk for an hour about this alone, people saying that, you know, these new modern electric cars, so many of them are just boring. Why do they, why do they make them boring? Why do they, they make them more futuristic? I think part of it is because of the things that we uh, see in the designers' minds. Uh, Sid Mead, who's a very well-known designer. We just lost him right around the Christmas season. He was a guest on my show. I always admired his work. He did a lot of the design work on the original Star Wars movie, but he also designed vehicles and things. And we think of the future, which is here now already, of electric cars, and we think they're going to be these wild, crazy-looking things. Uh, Elon Musk's new pickup truck comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Whether whether you like that design or not, you've got to give them some I applaud. I, I think it's brilliant. For going. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, think we will uh, have a, a period of automotive design. Or I said it to to some colleagues. I I might believe there's a period before and a period beyond because you really start looking other or different on automotive designs after you have seen the Cybertruck. Um, and I think that that's kind of a very big statement. But it was actually kind of funny because a month earlier, my dad said to me, "Why do all the automobiles have to have this very shiny very glossy uh, fragile outside looking looking body why, why can't they just be different and and then you can also save some money on the construction of these body panels um, because you know most of automotive people would know that that costs a lot of money to to create this this body out of uh, uh, metal so there comes elon musk with his different approach on how to construct the body panel so i think it's it's quite brilliant, uh, if you ask me. Although there are some, some uh, safety challenges, of course, but we'll see how how he gets around them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's fascinating. So, uh, but I, I, you know, it's interesting your dad's comments. I mean, for me, being a creative person and a diehard automotive enthusiast, 
Uh, even when they came out, let's say BMW and others came out with these matte finishes, I just didn't care for them that much because, and it's because I've been trained that cars are shiny my whole life. And so you have to really take a step back and open your brain up, think differently. That's a challenge. Uh, it sounds easy, but it's not easy at all. And accept and really look at it. And I had a friend, I was at a car show once, and he said, I'm going to play a game with you today. He said, I don't want you to just walk by and dismiss cars that you would typically not be interested in. I want you to stop at a car that you would typically walk on by and talk to me about it. And it made for a very different day at that Concours. And it was very enlightening. And of course, I learned a lot. Yeah, interesting. Because of that interaction. Yeah, yeah. I think it was important. Yeah, very important to do. Another little trick I've learned is to put my camera down and just look at the car and stop looking at it through my lens. I love photography, but I find that I get back from car shows and I haven't really looked. And I think back to my father, how he taught me to really stop and look and think about what I'm seeing. Uh, in this busy world, sometimes that's hard to do. So you've opened up all sorts of avenues in my brain today, Kuhn. I'm very appreciative of that. We are entering to what I call the last lap. This is kind of a lightning round. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give me some quick blips of the light year throttle, although we're not going to hear them. So maybe we got to do something else here. Would you share with me one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I think most important for me is, is of course, to, to have the right mindset, to have the growth mindset that you can improve. And with that holds, listen, 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 just, just listen to, to everyone. Sometimes people tend to say a bit too much also when it's not really needed. So yeah, so just, just shut up and, and, and really listen to the advice you get and, and directly apply that device without questioning. Because then you, I think you improve much faster than you, you could have dreamed of and try to get a bit of rid of the ego you have inside of you and just learn from everyone around you. I think that that helped me a lot. Yes, I love those words, growth mindset. Uh, for those of you who haven't read about a growth mindset, it's a really, really valuable read um, about how to think differently. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Nicely said. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Yeah, that's that's a very tough question. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of options. It, yeah, but I think uh, in the end, I, I would say Elon, but um, I have to, to speak to him once in my life. Um, Oh. But, right i think i think yeah. we do because he's quite uh he's making quite an uh, impact on the automotive industry today but but then again i don't know really know what i should learn from him because he's so well different yeah he's so he's <laughs> so different i don't know if you can really pick something from him and he's so authentic uh, i think you shouldn't try to 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 be like him so but it, it would be really interesting to 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 listen to that guy i think and and to ask him a couple of questions especially on the company side of, of things yeah yes yeah yeah it'd be fascinating i've boy he's hard to get to I, i've tried getting him on this show maybe one day he'll take a few moments for me i don't know uh watching a three and a half hour interview with him and joe rogan was kind of fascinating but every time i see him and i see him speak i just kind of shake my head and go what is going on in his brain it's got to be so much activity yeah. <laughs> that that is mind-boggling i ho hold him in very high esteem he is one of those people like a steve jobs and many others that just thinks he's like an alien he just thinks differently 
And you just want to grab a little piece of that, put it in your skull and go, okay, I want to see what that experience is like. It might be frightening. I don't know. Uh, but it was certainly, it would certainly yeah, be, <laughs> it'd certainly be interesting. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, I obviously learned a lot from uh, our cooperation with uh, Grand Studio uh, designing the Lightyear One. And I think one time Zloe told me that, that cars really need to, to make you comfortable when you're standing next to them. And I think that, that struck me and never, never left me. So, um, and I think that's, that's even more important than, than perceived beauty. Um, and that also makes why you perceive the car uh, the way you perceive it. And, and that mostly has to do with, with, with the proportions um, the car has. Yeah, so I think that, that's, that's the most uh, important automotive design advice I ever got. But, but then I didn't got many because I, I'm quite new to the, to the industry. There are probably a lot more to come, but I like that. You need to be comfortable. Next to the design, it goes back to my comment about the what I call the look back. When you walk away from a vehicle, do you turn around and look back and admire the design, the elements, and so forth? So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Is there a resource out there that you find is a go-to for you? This could be an app you use a lot, a website you go to, a blog. Maybe it's a podcast, something that uh, you find useful. Yeah, yeah, there are of course quite some. So I, I, I follow Electric, but probably most of people already know them. Um, but another resource um, I really find interesting is it's a very minimalistic uh, list of uh, um, interesting uh, uh, reads and, and news uh, from the hacker industry. It's called uh, uh, Hacker News um, from Y Combinator. But these hackers have a very, very uh, brilliant view on the world and often also have the best in mind on the world. So a lot of interesting news that you might miss by only going to your regular sources, you often get. Um, so the, the, the really improvements, the slow improvements or the small breakthroughs that you might miss, uh, they are listed there. When I have time, I, I, I mostly go there to, to see whether the world has invented something crazy with, which no one <laughs> writes about. Fascinating. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read you think our listeners should crack open in this new year, this new decade, 2020? Yeah, during my study, I read uh, The Craftsman from Richard Sennett. And that's a beautiful book for everyone who, who likes to, to make stuff. That's, it's, that there's more into to building stuff that, that, that's really an, a craft and that really the way you, you make things and uh, the way experts do stuff and know stuff versus uh, people who just copy stuff, that there's a lot of into that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, Inter interesting. Yeah, it really made me aware as a, uh, as a designer who likes to, to create physical stuff that it's, that it's not that obvious for people to, uh, to be a craftsman, but it's, uh, it's a trait some people really uh, conquered. I'm going to get that book. That sounds quite fascinating. It reminds me of something I saw this morning, uh, the upcoming Olympics in Japan. Uh, the torch they've designed is designed um, or influenced by the cherry blossom, which, of course, you think of Japan. It's a beautiful, beautiful design, but very simple, very elegant, yet very complex. Uh, whenever you take design elements out of nature and try to create them into things, it can go horribly wrong or end up beautifully executed. So the Crossman. A wonderful book. I'll have to get my hands on that. I'll remind our listeners you can find all these great resources that Kuhn has supplied to us today on his very own Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Kuhn, 
K-O-E-N, Kuhn, Van Ham, V-A-N, and then H-A-M, and you'll find everything right there. All right, Kuhn, we're up to the checkered flag here. Almost done. This last question, though, could be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool vintage collector card that exists out there. I'm really fascinated to see where you go with this. But there are a couple rules to this game since I'm writing the check. One is you can't sell it to fund your business. you got to keep it. You have to drive it, though. I want you to take it out and enjoy it. Don't put it in a museum or call it a garage queen. But it's the only one cool collector vehicle that you can have, so you need to choose very carefully. What can I buy you today? Um, I have to say a lighter one, but it's not yet. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really need to have a car in my garage, of course. No, there's a um, Alfa Romeo 105, I believe it is. And it was parked uh, in my neighborhood. And when I was young, and I really fell in love with, with the simplicity of that car. So I, I really would, would like to have uh, just a very simple, uh, very, very subtle car like, like that. Yeah, you know. Within a weekend, you, you, you can just drive around with. Yeah, enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, that vehicle is interesting to me, too. Uh, very much the design elements of the, uh, well, I think it was a successor to the Giulietta Sprint Coupe car, but very much like a... Uh, or elements of the GTA, GTV, beautiful little sedan, but you're right, very elegant, very simple. Yeah, interestingly, you chose an Alfa Romeo as well. I mean, the, you go back and look at the history of Alfa Romeo design, there are just some stunning vintage yeah. Alfa Romeos out there, some that just blow me away. And when I'm fortunate enough to see them in real life, they just take my breath away uh, from a design element. So very nice. Now, what color would you like yours to be, just so I get you the right car? <laughs> yeah, it must be red, of course. <laughs> Italian, yes. Rosso red, yeah. I kind of thought you'd say that. Very nice. Makun, you have taken me on a very fascinating ride today. I would love to spend many, many hours just listening to you and thinking about what your brain is doing, that left-right activity that's going on in your skull. Really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing uh, your automotive journey. Seems like you are just beginning on a massively influential career here. I'm very excited for you and your team. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that beautiful Alfa Romero 105? I think for us all, it's, it's starting to, to become a bit more critic towards our own uh, behavior, eh? knowing the, the, uh, the climate issues we are uh, into today. So I, w I would really ask it would really help if people start really to become a bit more uh, conscious about their behavior. That sense also starting to act because it's, I think it's, it's, we really need to start to act like a, a big team all over the world in yes. order to make sure that we are still there uh, within uh, 200 years or 100 years. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so I, that, yeah. that collaboration and I find it, you know, frustrating sometimes because you, you, as an individual, you, care for the world, the planet, you do things that you feel are right, and then you see major countries doing massive damage to the world in so many ways, and you just feel like, when are they going to wake up? But I think we're getting there, and I think uh, through knowledge and exposure, um, other countries will finally be pressured maybe in some ways to behave in a better way um, and think more like an individual so that, yeah, for our great-great-grandchildren. Uh, this planet's still here and, and it's in a much better condition. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? Uh, yeah, definitely go to our website or uh, uh, connect to our Instagram. Uh, we have a Twitter, LinkedIn as well. 
uh, we post our news uh, into those channels. There's already a lot of reads and, and videos about the stuff we're doing. So it's definitely worth to, uh, to check them out. Absolutely. I'll put links to those on Kuhn's show notes page so you can check it out. I'm also going to put a link to a very cool video, wind tunnel video, uh, about the design of the car. Check it out. Have some fun. Follow Lightyear One uh, on the web and see where this company is going. Kuhn, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Really fun talk. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark, for this uh, great talk. Hopefully, we'll speak again. I hope so. I'd like to come over there and visit you and see a light year one. Maybe that'll happen some. That'd be great. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!